0: So I have a question for you. Uh You know when you're watching a video on YouTube and it says you can skip the ad? Yes. Have you ever not skipped the ad? Like, Are are there people that are like, you know what, I'm sticking with it. I want to check out some ads today.
1: Uh, I think I've sticked with it, but like uh, unconsciously stuck with it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You've (laughs) sticked with it?
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I have uh, inherent hate for ads. But I understand why they're necessary, but will always skip them if I'm aware. Sometimes I like blackout when I'm waiting for a video to start, so I won't realize that I'm watching an ad, then it's too late.
0: I don't like, and this is such a first-world problem when you have to when you have to watch the ad.
1: Yeah, we sound like assholes.
0: I know. We, there's people starving in Africa, and we're like, eh, there I'm are like people anns. starving
1: in this country. Yeah,
0: there's people starving in this apartment. There's
1: probably someone starving on this block. I'm hungry. I'm always hungry.
0: Let's cut the bullshit and go get some lunch.
1: Let's understand why we're here. On this episode, Chris interviewed Sate, who is a fucking badass woman. Um, that's, you know, my kind of female. I love all females because I am a female.
0: Really um, all females? What? You like every female?
1: I mean, in general. Of course, there are people that I don't like because I'm also a human woman, human person. I kind of hate that. I hate when people are like, I'm a human woman. Because, yeah, you are. Also, we're all humans. Well, except if you're an animal. All right. Well.
0: (laughs) Shout out to the animals that are listening to this. They just got really offended. These koala bears are in trees right now. Like, fuck
1: you guys. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, listen to this interview with Sate. Because she's punk rock. She's heavy metal. She's just everything. Uh, And enjoy and be inspired and live your best life.
2: So hey everyone, how's it going? Uh, This is Chris P from the Play Too Much podcast, and I have a very special guest with me. I'm with Sate, uh, who is a brilliantly talented uh, singer songwriter, but not in the coffee shop way that you would imagine. It's more, (laughs) it's more of a um, a hard rock, kick ass, blues, um, just in your face, fury, mustangs riding at 150 miles per hour uh, kind of sound. Um, And we're we're so happy to have you. Thanks thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me, Chris P. Yeah, hell yeah, <laughs> cool.
2: So, so, uh, so, so, what have you been up to? You were in New York recently, right?
3: I was. I was there for um, something called the Black Women Rock. It's a it's a show that happens at um, in in Detroit. Actually, it happens in Detroit at the Charles Wright Museum, and this was the first year that they brought it to New York, and it was at the Apollo.
2: That must have been a crazy experience. What What was that like playing? You know.
3: A, what was that like
2: playing at the Apollo? Let's start there.
3: Uh, pretty fucking incredible. I mean, you know, I'm standing, I, uh, doing music, period, is standing on the shoulders of giants. So to be on the stage that so many people have been on and cut their teeth and just like created history and changed sounds and everything is just an honor. and And it was amazing. It was amazing
2: <laughs> it sounds incredible yeah so, yeah. so um w- was that your first time being to the Apollo
3: uh yeah actually that's a nice
2: that, that's a nice first way to, to to step on to step into the arena
3: absolutely absolutely it's cool
2: so so what was that like I mean I mean how does it you know what was the experience of being a part of the the black women rock uh you know how did they approach you is it something that you had had your eyes on for a while
3: Well, I I actually was a part of one of the shows uh, maybe two years ago in Detroit. And that was because three years before that, I had heard about it because another singer, I don't know if you know who Reese is, but she was on the show and and we're pretty, um, we're good friends. And um, I went down to see her and wanted to check it out because basically they're, They're um, showcasing black women in rock but paying homage to Betty Davis who was married to Miles Davis. I don't know if you know. Oh, how cool. Yeah, so that was really their focus. The, The focus is like... Um, raising money, and a portion of the money goes to Betty because she's not really out there anymore. she's kind of gone into seclusion and just kind of helping her out and everything and 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 really keeping her name alive uh, because she's a pretty incredible woman. She wrote and produced and 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 conceptualized this whole this this uh, powerful woman sexy woman on stage and so much so that so many people would had banned her like the NAACP banned her like because she was too sexy so, Is that so? absolutely absolutely oh so my God. yeah yeah so i mean she rubbed elbows with with sly and the family stone and Jimi hendrix and of course she was married to miles davis and the Santana and all those people so she was in that in that world and creating music and creating and as I said producing it so it wasn't like she was a pretty face just a pretty face because she's gorgeous um she was she was taking charge so um it this black woman rock was all about you know, women who take charge and, um, black women who are doing it outside of the box. So I went three years ago, got up on stage because Reese was like, come up on stage. And then connected with the organizer, Jessica Caremore, um, who is a brilliant wordsmith poet. And, um, and, uh, she said, I want to have you back. So I came back, I think the next year and it was, it was incredible. Um, Meeting some really groundbreaking artists like Ursula Rucker. I don't know if you know who she is, but she was on most of the Roots' um, early albums because she's from Philly. She was the poet on the album. Wow! And it was just like I, you know, the, there's some really badass women in this world that that um, don't get their due. So. I was right. honored to be on that stage and I saw Jessica again she and I knew about the New York thing and and I was busy doing stuff but she said if you want to just come down I'll just throw you on stage for the finale and I said okay i'm there sure sure
2: yeah yeah i'm in i'm in
3: apollo theater hmm okay yeah fuck yeah yeah, i'm in yeah let me think
2: about that yep okay yeah yeah you have to think very long that's cool so i mean like i mean do you do you get this sort of you know because i mean obviously there's there's a million questions i I can and want to ask you you yeah just, just off that alone but i mean when you're when you're getting on stage does that sort of like does all of that that power and history and information, does that all sort of surge through you right before you get on stage? Or is it something that you sort of, you know, like your own nerves are in place and then, you know, you look back at it and think about those things? I mean, I mean, how does the history and all of that, that sort of monumental figures, does that, does that, do you feel like that impacts your your performance at all?
3: Well, definitely, definitely. Um, all, all of Thinking about all the women like we named, of course, Betty Davis, but then we're naming Nina Simone and all the, all the people, people that have passed that are, that are monumental women, groundbreaking, no shit taking women that um, have used their voice to, to, really, to really say something and empower a whole nation. Not just black women, but a whole nation, a whole world through their words and really educate what's going on in the world and what's going on in in the souls of black women to relate and just, you know, emotion is emotion, whether you're black, white, you know, whatever. So there's um, these powerful women that have relayed that emotion and um, become pillars of, of music, you know? So yeah, definitely. I was thinking about that and, and thinking about the honor it is to, to touch the wood that they were on at one point in, in their life.
2: I think that's a great place to talk about your your debut single Warrior. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know it's been described as a feminist rock anthem meant to inspire, <laughs> motivate and empower not only women but every person who hears it to be their own personal warrior. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's a tremendous quote. Um do, you know do you consider yourself a feminist?
3: Um I'm a womanist. I'm I yeah. I mean I I believe in in strong women. Um there's there's um i I hesitate on calling myself a feminist um not because I don't stand behind the the cause of the feminist movement, of but course. because i I think that um it has sometimes excluded people women of color, so that's why I say I'm a womanist because I believe that includes all all women and and yes i do do follow and um and fight for being being a woman god being a human being being equal being you know part of the whole human ecology you know like just um i think it's ridiculous to to not say that you're not Of something like that you know like of course you yourself should be like I I I have a hard time sometimes with labels of course yeah because I think that uh, it 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 pigeonholes, it excludes, it includes, it you know like
2: it's like it's like genres even you know it's like it's like absolutely to be, to, to, to be known as as you know okay so you're known as this person that does this thing it's like well what the you know what if you want to try and do something else you know it's exactly like, yeah you know, and then and then when you try and do something else you're 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 sort of put into that label and that box of of being that other thing and departing from the original thing when it's you know when you can't it's like why can't I just be this one person that that does whatever the fuck it, I want to do.
3: Exactly, exactly. That's how I, that's how I feel about life in the world. But unfortunately, life in the world is not like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to navigate through all that bullshit, and, and find ways to define yourself, so that other people because, because as human beings, I think, um, that's how we decipher what is what, you know, we eat, so we taste. We go, oh, this kind of tastes like this, or this tastes like that. And that's kind of how we, we classify things, even just by seeing people. But where it, where it starts goes awry when the classification and all those other things start to be looked at as good or bad, better or worse. That's when the problems start.
2: Totally. And do you think that, you know, what was your experience writing the song and, and, and recording it?
3: I become a vessel and I allow whatever is to happen to happen. So, I mean, I could I could say that I wanted a, a rock anthem or, or a feminist anthem, but I wasn't really going for that. And I'm glad I wasn't really going for that because it might have been a little contrived on, sure, you know? Yeah, totally, so, sure, totally. Yeah. So it just kind of... I, I, I write from a place of um, experience, life experience, where I'm feeling, what I'm feeling, you know. And at the time, I just wanted to declare who I was and, and really be like, yeah, I'm here. and And I've got this 15 minutes just like, you know, everybody else, basically, you know.
2: So, I mean, tell me a little bit about that. I mean, that's 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 really interesting because you'll be you'll be doing three EPs. um, Yeah. Red, black, and blue. Yep. um, And I believe that's a total of of ten songs.
3: No, that's a total of eighteen songs that are on each. So there's six songs on each EP. Okay. And and the album will be a total of ten songs from each EP. How did that come about? Tell me all about it. Um, I was having a conversation actually with with some of the pledge music um, founders, gotcha. and 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 like kind of looking around trying to see which um, crowdfunding uh, portal. I wanted to use, and I, I landed on on Pledge Music, and I actually was able to sit down with them face to face because they happened to be in Toronto, and we were just like brainstorming. and They're really cool. They're really open. They're really they love music, and and um, they just want to support. So so we were. I was just talking about this idea that I had, had about this album, and. And I had already had a title, Red, Black, and Blue, and, and the colors were to represent the colors of my three totem animals, the Red Robin, the Black Panther, and the Blue Butterfly. So then we started just like thinking about more and, and, and the idea came like, why don't you use your people that you've got there to, to help you figure out what songs to go on the album? And I thought that was brilliant because it just it just creates more um, interaction and um, and it's like an in-house survey you know and on top of that they've got all the music so they're they're choosing the best of the best what they what they really like to to even represent me you know
2: totally so so now you, you said that, that this was all done in, in Toronto yeah yes now is Toronto where you're originally from?
3: Toronto is where I'm from. <laughs> so how
2: is how is Toronto shaped uh, your, your music making and 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 how you perform? Uh,
3: I think um, Toronto is is so beautifully diverse we've got the world in Toronto literally um, apparently we have the largest Tibetan community in Toronto outside of Tibet or outside of India okay. um, and um, you know, we've got little Chinatown, little Italy, Greek town, um, some amazing food here, and and culture. Um, so we get that scope of like um, d- what's going on in the world, I guess, and and that all seeps into I think the music and culture of of um, like dance and and theater and whatnot. Summertime in Toronto is is bustling, always.
2: So tell me about what's coming up next for you. So, so you're in New York, and, and now what's, what's the plan?
3: Now what's the plan? Um, I'm going to be releasing another single, and that would be from... So Warrior was from the Red EP. Um, I'm going to be releasing a song called What Did I Do from the Black EP and shooting a video next month, early next month. Um... And getting getting some uh, more feedback from from the pledgers as to what the songs. So we're putting out a survey for them so that we can get get the album together. Cause all the songs are out, all the all the EPs are out to the pledgers. So they're they're living and loving them, and um, sending me sending me lovely messages with a nasty undertone of like I can't believe you you're making me choose 10 songs (laughs) yeah exactly exactly but that's a good thing
2: yeah, that's a, that's a great sign.
3: Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah.
2: well, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, and, and we look forward to hearing a lot of your music and featuring a lot of your music. Um, yeah. Without further ado, we're actually going to play uh, your track, Warrior, for people to Wicked. hear. So, so without further ado, this is Sate with the song Warrior.
3: Awesome.
1: view with sate oh god i feel like i just need to go take over a nation now she's just so cool um well i hope you guys enjoyed that uh please remember to rate and subscribe the podcast to the podcast on itunes uh or check out our website playtomuch.com uh, and follow us on twitter and instagram because we are on all the social media platforms and that is where the world is so get in tune bye everybody